Good morning. Welcome to Davav, page six. Before I jump into today's daf, just need to uh, finish up something from yesterday's daf. I mentioned yesterday a story about a friend of mine in 10th grade, Simcha, who actually carried around a big box to remind us of something from yesterday's daf that said, you should remember the day of death. A number of people reached out to me and asked, how did the big pen box remind him of the day of death? Sorry for not explaining. The answer is because at least to him, in his 10th grade mind, it looked like a coffin. So therefore, literally as a 10th grader, he walked around with a mini coffin in his pocket just to remember the day of death in, in deference to the Gemara that we learned yesterday. Okay, today we're up to Daf Vav, Daf 6, page 6. The Gemara, in previous Daf, we had talked all about Shadim, all about uh, demons. And now it really talks about how really Shadim are all around us. We can't see them, but really they're all there. Uh, they're pressing us. They're causing our clothes to wear out. They're causing our knees to hurt. They're causing us to feel that there are many, many people around, even when we don't really feel a lot of people around, even though when there aren't a lot of people, so shade them really, uh, demons have a huge impact on our life. The Gemara even talked about ways that you could see them and goes through this great thing. It said that someone did get hurt by trying to see them. And basically you take a cat, you, a placenta of a cat, you can go through the whole thing in the Gemara, you burn the thing, you take the ashes, you put them in your eyes and you can actually see shade them at least according to the Gemara. The Gemara then continues and talks about the value of davening in the shul, that Hashem is in the shul and it goes through a series of statements about even if there is a minion, then the Shekhinah is there. If there are three people sitting down to judge, if there's a Chavrusa, if there's even one person, then the Shechina is there, and the Gemara goes on to describe why is it that we need to go through all these statements. It could have just said that if there was one, and I certainly would have known all the other statements to be true as well. The Gemara then goes on to talk about the idea that God himself actually wears uh, tefillin. There's tefillin for Hashem, and once it talks about the fact that there's tefillin for Hashem, we have to find out, well, what Pasuk actually is in the tefillin, and it says the famous Pasuk, how great is, is the nation Israel, how unique, one unique nation in the world. Just as we say, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Lekeinu, Hashem Echad, in our tefillin, we call Hashem Echad, Hashem unique, Hashem is one, so to Hashem refers to us as well. And the Gemara on the bottom of Vamav Aleph goes through a whole description of possible verses, possible psukim that are, are in Hashem's tefillin. We then turn to Vav Amad Bey, 6b, and the Gemara goes on to have a discussion, again, about the Beit Knesset, about the Shul, and it says anyone who normally comes to Shul and doesn't come is all of a sudden not there one day. Hashem says, what happened to the person? Why is the person not there? And Hashem looks. It also says that if Hashem comes to Shul and there isn't a minion, Miyad, who coes, right away Hashem gets angry. The Gemara then goes on to have a discussion about the idea of having a makom kavua, a set permanent place in, in your davening, which means the idea is if there's a set place, if you're not in a new place every time, then you'll be able to focus. If you're in a new place, you say, oh, look at my new environment. You'll start thinking about those things. Whereas if you're always diving in the same place, then you'll be able to have focus. And the Mepharshim say that this even applies when you're in your home. You should have a set place uh, where you dive in. The Gemara goes on, has a little discussion about, again, about the Kala, this this uh, this thing that happened before the Yom Tovim. They would call, everyone would gather together to have like a rabbinic convention or a convention of learning where people would actually study. And we talk about the idea of Igra, the Kala Duchka. The actual reward for coming to the Kala is the the pressure of being feeling the feeling of being squeezed. That itself is the reason why you get reward. Whereas another very interesting statement that says Igra de Pirka, the uh, the reward for actually uh, learning is the is the fact that you travel 
in order to go and learn. And Rashi explains that the reason why is because most people, when they come to learn, they actually don't understand the shear, or at least to the level where they can repeat the content afterwards. So therefore, what schar do they get? They get what's called schar halicha. They get the schar for actually showing up for shul. The Gemara continues with discussions about the importance of tefillah's mincha, the afternoon prayer, which is when Elio was actually answered. Then goes on to say, you know what? Also for Marv, we'll give you a little, you can get answered for Marv. Marv's also important. And finally says that shachers is important as well. Finally, next we have a statement, and all these, by the way, all these statements are in the name of Rav Chalba Amr Rav Huna. We have many, many statements, so some of them don't have to do with the Marbrach. A lot of times when we're learning Daf, we have statements that seem to not have any connection at all to the Masechta that we're learning, but it's just because the previous rabbi said them. It's probably for a mnemonic reason. So the next statement actually talks about, again, in the same name of Rav Chalba Amr Rav Huna, talks about the idea that if you go to a wedding and you don't gladden the, the Chassan and Kala by dancing or by saying words of praise about each other, then you violate many kolos, many sounds that are the kolchas and the kolkala, basically trying to encourage people to do that. The Gemara then continues with another statement that says, anyone who has yira shamayim, the fear of heaven, his words or her words will be listened to. People will listen to that person. Um, and in fact, this is the purpose of the creation of the world, so that people will fear God and act in accordance with God's uh, mitzvos. Uh, finally, the Gemara ends with the statement that anyone who knows that his friend or her friend is about to say shalom to them, to greet them, you should be yachtim shalom, you should say shalom back. And finally, if someone says shalom aleichem to you and you don't respond back, they say shalom aleichem, you don't say aleichem shalom, it's as if you're stealing from them. And I think the reason why is because we know that the word shalom, it's not only a greeting, but shalom, peace, is actually one of the names of Hashem. So if someone says shalom aleichem to you, shalom aleichem to you, they're actually giving you a blessing with the name Hashem. So to not say something back to that person is actually almost stealing something from them because you're not actually giving them a blessing with the name of Hashem. That concludes page six. Uh, Have a great day. See you tomorrow for page seven.